beautiful peeps. Welcome to another great episode of the I Am Enough podcast. And as always, I'm excited to present you a beautiful, raw and powerful being and soul, Jana. And Jana has a very powerful path. It just immediately in the beginning when I asked the question, what's your bullshit story of not being enough? She opens up and shares how um, an incident of sexual violence has shaped who she is and how she felt in her own skin and how it created this bullshit stories around her self-worth. She is a medical doctor, she's an intimacy expert and she has founded the Intimate Revolution, a space and a festival where, as she beautifully calls it, the mission is to end bad sex and loneliness. And yes, I'm just excited to share this talk with you because there are a lot of beautiful, raw, gold nuggets and how we connect as human beings and she gives her perspective on this view. So happy to share this with you. Bear with us because there are some moments we have a slight um, internet connection issues, but nevertheless, I hope you can hear everything, enjoy everything. Everything what she says has a lot of immense power. So enjoy and see you soon. And we're live. So welcome everyone. <laughs> This is how it happens very fast. I am here again, and I love the more and more the introductions, like here again with a perfect, with a beautiful, powerful, another <laughs> female leader. And Jana is a super interesting um, person because uh, she, she, and she will give you more insights into that, but to give you an uh, insight, like how we met, and I was thinking, I did actually in the bathroom just before, I know, but radical honesty here. And was thinking that we have a common friend, I think Verena, who was, I have no idea how we met, but I remember we were in um, Thailand at the Tantra Yoga School together and so we connected there. And somehow over this connection, I got to know <coughs> Jana. But now I remember it correctly. The first time I saw you was actually at the very first event you hosted, um, the festival. That was the very first time. Uh, because afterwards, when um, to finish off the story at the Tantra mm -hmm. Yoga School, then we met at um, kind of the Spanish Burning Man uh, because she was <laughs> looking for some facilitators. I was like, oh, okay, we don't know each other, but let's talk there. And it was such a beautiful picture. Imagine like being naked, totally wild casual talking, very authentic. I loved it. Very, very beautiful. And yes, now coming to the very first interaction that was on stage, it was called, um, back then you co-hosted this Sex of Art Festival and there was a symposium at VU. And mm -hmm. I found it very interesting. And I mm -hmm. went there with Chris, my partner. And um, so there were like these amazing talks. I got to know like some other facilitators, Sonia and so on. And um, then Jan was on stage and just presenting it. And I felt like, wow, this is amazing. That first of all, at VU, that's the business university in Vienna. So what an unusual, or Freud's university, what an unusual <laughs> place to host yeah. such an um, uh, event and gathering. And yes, so I am moving fast forward, really grateful to have her here. I really like looking forward to this juicy conversation. And what you don't know probably, and I didn't know for a long time, she is also coming from the medicine corner, which is super interesting. And then decided to follow her heart and bring more intimacy to this world and end loneliness. But she will explain and introduce herself um, right now. And we will start like with, we do it with every guest with the question of, what was or maybe is the I'm not enough bullshit story you were telling yourself or tell yourself 
Um, and with this, maybe we can dive into you, who you are. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, the bullshit story. Mm. I guess the biggest bullshit story emerged somewhere, like um, as a teenager, um, after I had experienced sexual violence, I was really ashamed and I drew back and I just wanted to be as invisible as possible. And at some point something happened, like at some point I started to think, and this is the biggest bullshit that it was me, that I had deserved that um, and that I deserved to be excluded and not be part of the community because something was wrong with me because I had done wrong and because, yeah, people were avoiding me because I was a shitty person. Um, <laughs> and this is still something that is really hard to, to overcome and to remind myself, like, this is not the truth. This is just in some, some way I needed to make some, I needed to make some sense of the story. I needed to have, um, I needed to know why people were excluding me why people were not talking to me, why I was treated differently. So I decided that it was me, that I was the odd one. Um, I guess that's the biggest bullshit story that's still, yeah, <laughs> is there somewhere. Thank you for opening the floor with a huge uh, honesty and vulnerability <laughs> here. And um, I really appreciate it. And I remember you were telling the story when, um, about your sexual abuse and how yeah. you made it who you are. And, and um, you really opened up on stage at one of your festivals. And I remember me sitting there in the first row and I had like goosebumps over my old skill. Like, you know, when you hear something and you deeply, deeply connect. First of all, because probably, um, and you're the expert here, but my impression my, my my feeling is that all of us have experienced sort of sexual violence or so, sort of a moment let's put it like this where we crossed our our, our personal boundaries have been crossed and yeah. that's impregnant somehow a deep, sor deep sorrow or trauma or even as as you beautifully put it like such a shame of that something yeah. is wrong with you so i want to open up a bit the floor like is this um like totally what you want to share about it it's absolutely what to you but what's your experience with that and how did that um really um influence um your personal life then afterwards and also professionally what you're doing right now oh that's a big question i guess let's take a step <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i guess i really love that at the intimate revolution this festival that i do now um we have like this saying let's end loneliness and bad sex and for me bad sex that's also is part of this whole conundrum of not communication um bad communication and also this thing of violence that is very often part of sexuality um i think this is partly because there's so much shame about sexuality and because so many people have experience trauma themselves and then try to pass it on and i think there's so much to resolve especially when it comes to sexuality um and i really also love that our festival is based on consent and educating people about consent because it's so important <laughs> um yeah it's so important i think to talk about consent and about boundaries about um, setting our own boundaries 
um, about respecting other people's boundaries. But I think it's also really important to have this atmosphere of awareness that if something happens, if there's a clear constant violation, that we act and that we don't just stand there and be like, oh, wow, something happened. I don't know what to do, but this looks terrible. But that we actually know, so we have this protocol where we're like, okay, um, what kind of situation is this? And then we know how to act. And we try to teach people that together we can create this atmosphere of awareness that such things don't happen anymore. Mm. Yes, it's a um, um, very, very important topic in our society. And I really honor that you're um, doing your puzzle piece in that uh, crazy uh, experience here on earth and personal boundaries are such an interesting topic because also to share you a bit like I met so many women in um, my context of work but also extend that like if you if you just ask women like what is it that they would like to learn and so many of them claim that they don't know how to say no and I think this is um, it's starting with our like I mean like every area of our life is life but area of sexuality it's area of of communication it's area of professionally or anything like this kind of this um, uncomfortable feeling of actually saying out loud what you want and what feels right in a moment what is this and i know that you have also done a tedx talk on the power of no and i actually deliberately didn't watch it before the interview because <laughs> i wanted to have a fresh paper <laughs> on that but the link will be posted for uh, for the audience um in the description so you should check it mm. out but what, what is this, this uh, uncomfortable feeling of saying no or respecting one's own boundaries? What are your learning points here? <clears throat> yeah, I guess the, it's basically we are afraid to say no, right? Because we want to be loved um, and because we know how much it hurts to receive a no. And when some, especially when a loved one asks us some, some, something, then it's really hard to say just, no, I don't want that because we don't want to hurt the other person. Um, also, when it comes to um, intimacy and we say no, there is so much more vulnerability and then this no um, can really hurt this other person. So I think it's uh, really hard when you love someone else and you're in this loving contact to stay true to yourself and not just be like, oh, okay, no, this is okay. We can do this. Um, and the problem is I've I done that so often in the past past that I just um, kept saying yes even though I was not comfortable with the situation and how it happened and it started a slippery slope where I just kept feeling more more drained um, putting out more than I wanted to um, and overall uh, the whole situation became very toxic for me and this was just a pattern that happened again and again and again and in this in the TED talk I just reflect on that on how I came to a point where I recognized this pattern and then I started um, to find the courage to say no and realized how powerful it is when I finally started to set my boundaries and be like, hey, this is me, I want it that way <laughs> um, and not another way. Um, so yeah, I think there's something really powerful in stating our boundaries, but also in stating our desires and being really clear on what I want and what I don't want. And then from this field, from this rapport, I think play really can emerge like this uh, playful, light kind of um, intimacy or every uh, human communication, basically. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And what 
popped up in my heart right now. First of all, like so many moments where I um, did not have the courage to say no, especially in intimacy context. And I know exactly what you say. Like if we were uh, saying one time, not a full fuck yes. And then it's uh, uh, and, and again, another time. And even now at my age of 31, I'm still relearning and seeing like, where do I sacrifice actually um, this, this um, uh, empowerment? So it's super interesting. And I just want to share with you, like I recently come to this statement, which helps me a lot. If it's a not a hundred percent full fuck yes, mm -hmm. then it's a no. And it gives me like the space to really look in, into like, is it really what I want or, or not? And I would love to ask you, what's, what tips can you, um, can you uh, share with the audience if it comes to um, uh, being able to say a powerful no? And what you said also, I really love it. It's equally important to express your desires. So maybe you can share some of your wisdom nuggets, if there are some. <laughs> what can um, someone do if they're in this situation? I don't know. I guess what is really important to remember is that it takes a lot of courage to state your boundaries and state your desires and for me it's always a learning process there's always going to be days where it's just failing this and where i'm just like okay this situation didn't go well and that's okay and just to love yourself for that and just be like okay next time i'm just gonna try and i'm gonna set my boundaries and i'm gonna do that and i think it's also great if you have a partner that if you're able to um, openly communicate with another person about that and about your struggles, just to be authentic in, in all the steps of the authentic and self-loving in all the steps of the process, I guess. And just, yeah, I guess just to realize that it takes a lot of courage to do so um, and to not, um, to not be too too sad or hate yourself if you're not there at the first try because sometimes it might take a while or sometimes i also start um sometimes learn to choose the situations where i would know um that it would be easy to give my yes and no it's kind of playground where it's easy like we have these workshops where you can easily learn to say no and then it gets easier to do it somewhere outside um i also learned a lot in uh, the play fight workshops which are connection is getting a bit weak let's see if we can reconnect good so let's take a deep breath ah <sighs> Ooh. So well, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we had a small Zoom attack where Zoom shut down, but Jan is back uh, on track. And the last thing you were sharing is that um, you can learn personal boundary work in different workshop settings. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you can do it um, in Schwelle, one of the um, maybe you can also share what this is and you did it at play fights what play fights are because I'm quite sure not many people know what it is yeah I'd rather not share about Schwelle <laughs> maybe maybe not but okay. I can share about uh, play fight yes um, yeah because I did um, I did the play fight workshop um, at several festivals like I did it at um, Blauer Blume last year and a couple of bunch more I did it also at like new healing um, and it's always a part of the intimate revolution um, and it's basically you have this space where people um, 
they are on the on the floor in a circle they're making a circle and then always two people have an interaction in the middle and it starts with one person going first in the middle and asking someone else to join them for the interaction for the fight or the play or whatever it is and then the person who's being asked to join um can yeah look into themselves and see if they want to accept this invitation or not um, and for me, this was a really good playground to get into this space and really be like, okay, do I really, do I really want to go into this with the other person? Do I really want this now or rather not? And uh, really have the time in the space and um, have also the focus to take this time and space um, and just give a wholehearted yes or no. And then also, if the interaction happens, so that all the time you can say stop and say um, no, and then the interaction will be over. So you're in a really, in a state with a lot of presence um, and in a, uh, a space that encourages people to say no. Wow. Um, sounds um, very beautiful and very intense. And for everyone who's listening, I just want to invite you to just check in with yourself what comes up if you maybe feel triggered or some fears popping up. Because sometimes intimacy is a scary thing. And I even <laughs> notice it with myself. I still have a lot of obviously <laughs> shadows where or blind spots where I feel like, okay, how, how do I enter into intimacy? So what is um, maybe like one small follow up onto what, what you said regarding the play fights, um, like the interaction doesn't have to be sexual, right? It can be anything and in exactly. any, any constellations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, um, it's rather, it's, it can be sexual. I think sexuality is an option and, and sometimes it definitely got sexual, but more often it was rather playful. Like just imagine two kittens being in the circle and just like playing with each other or sometimes it would be just like um, two very two men who were like uh, fighting this fight for dominance or something and just really showing how much power they have and and all the other possible constellations so it can be really this um, in a way uh, something very archetypical going on um, and it can be something totally absurd. We also had like uh, chases where people were chasing each other in a round. Wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many, many possibilities, as many as there possible That's, combinations of people are. That's beautiful. Like I really love it and I can uh, deeply recommend. I have never been to one myself, but I know how, how it looked and I observed it at different festivals. And it's just <laughs> incredible to witness it at first, like to really see what you are, are allowed to witness that's that's um, if you're holding the space or at the back. And the other thing, I just imagine like what you're saying, so much um, possibilities to learn about boundary work, expression, and so on. And um, here, I'd love to to dive into you a bit deeper um, because you are an expert on on loneliness and and intimacy. And I loved your last post or one of your last posts that you shared on social media that you're doing a lecture or a talk. Uh, yeah. in one of the Hochschulen, um, it's like an yeah. institution. And you mentioned something which really touched me. Uh, you said like, what kind of a, I'm paraphrasing right now, of course. Um, what kind of angle from, from, from um, in terms of toponyms do you want to share? What kind of a story do you want to share about loneliness or intimacy or something like that? Please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> what is intimacy for you? And what is the story that you would like to share with others? um okay so intimacy for me is this space that's 
that starts when two humans interact with each other. Um, and there's like, do you see that? <laughs> there's like this, the sexual stuff, right? And for me, intimacy is like everything in between. Um, and also encompassing those two in a way, but it's not like, it's not poorly sexual, but it's also not poorly non-sexual in a way. So intimacy is like this, this playground in between where pretty much everything can happen if, if two people want to, but it's more based. Um, when it comes to the intimate revolution, it's also a lot about um, being emotionally, emotionally intimate and in this way being authentic and vulnerable. So it's less this part of sexuality that it's about penetrating and reaching orgasm as fast as possible, but more about sensing, okay, where do I want to go? Do I want to play? Do I want to play with pleasure? Um, do I just want to experience touch? I think especially now in these times of quarantine, <laughs> I've started to realize again, how beautiful simple touch can be. Mm, absolutely. Yes, during the quarantine time, I think this topic intimacy pops up quite a lot. If it's yeah. not knowing how to connect, even maybe it's even your romantic partner and you're living in the same four walls and you discover that just spending time with each other doesn't necessarily equal intimacy or it's just this lack of touch. So mm. um, what would you, would you like, um, recommend somebody if you see somebody is struggling right now with intimacy in these times? Is there anything you can share um yeah i guess i would ask them <laughs> if they're in a relationship or not because i think uh for now like a lot of people um reach out to me and there's this kind of people who are alone in the flat right now and they're experiencing loneliness to a very difficult degree and there's also you cannot just go out and normally i would say like go out join a team join a community have fun dare to go out like so this is not going to happen right now so there's different approaches which i will talk about in my talk on friday about loneliness uh -huh. <laughs> yeah um exactly and then for couples or if you have a if a, if you have a partner or even if you have a friend there's so many possibilities to create emotional intimacy and like one of the easiest exercises is just um to sit in front of each other and just have this eye contact really see into each other's eyes and then there's this other uh, exercise that i learned from dara and simon like Dara is also on the podcast yeah. by the way <laughs> right tune in if you're listening to yana first <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And she has this beautiful exercise where it's just about <clears throat> um, to uh, it's about this couple, about these two people sitting in front of each other and sharing from the heart. But it's um, always the one partner is allowed to talk and the other is allowed to listen. Um, and you first start to really describe what's happening in your body. Uh, for one minute or so and then the other person it's the other person's turn and then it's about how you feel right now um, and just not like you make me feel this way but more like okay this is happening inside me um, this is the way I feel today this week whatever and it's just it's a very simple exercise but it's one that can bring a lot of depth and vulnerability and intimacy into a relationship mm, beautiful thank you so much for sharing I love that and um, yes, just beautiful reminder. Thank you for sharing. Nothing more to add to what you said uh, to this. Um, Jana, how did you end up 
investing your time, energy, and life force into into or and all your heart into spreading this mission of of um, ending loneliness and back sex. It doesn't matter if it's an intimate revolution. I feel like if I see you, if I connect with you, you're like all of that. Like you know, I don't know what will what projects and directions will pop up in future, but you're all on that. Yeah. How did that? Um, uh, catch you especially because from um, like if, if you're willing of course to share it's interesting that you are coming from a medicine background so when was the switch that you said like i don't um i'm not going to be a practitioner but i will create this open sexuality festivals around the world like how did that switch happen and what was your experience here um i don't know i i think i never really had this, this switch happening this this moment where it switched it was more um, I felt at some point uh, there, were, there are a lot of points in my life where I just realized like, okay, it's like I have this one life and I really want to live it to the fullest. I don't want to make excuses anymore. And I'm just, just going to do that. Like whatever happens, I'm just going to see. So I went to lots of weird stuff like uh, nowhere in the whole Burning Man community is just like one tiny part of them. But um, after I started studying, uh, after uh, studying medicine, like um, while I was writing my diploma thesis, I kind of, um, I started volunteering for a sex positive organization, just voluntary work. Um, and then even before I finished my diploma thesis, which I was writing in between, um, they offered me a job and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's neat. <laughs> Uh, I love the work there. I love to work with people. I love to be able to creative and be part of the community. And that's all the stuff that I kind of lacked working in a hospital because in hospital, there's not really a place for creativity or really community. Um, and yeah, and sexuality was a part of that. But I think what really drew me in was the really open community and then and then things pretty much just spiral from that. So for two years, I worked at this organization. And then I, after my first festival, which I did as a corporation, I decided that I want to do this full time. I just want to, yeah, try if I can do that. And it worked out beautifully. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a dream and it's great. Yeah. Happy that you're living your dream and spreading your magic to more more people. Yeah. Um, I, I know right now it's a difficult time because we're in self-quarantine and you did a very brave decision to cancel the, the festival for this year and I think postpone it yeah. till next year. And I just want to briefly share with the, with the audience because I found that that was really one really powerful moment where I felt like, fuck, you have ovaries, like honestly. Um, because Jana announced that she will uh, um, make a pause here and go back to the hospital to to support and help and just just this move like was for me amazing to to, to connect to that and how how do you think if if you want if if you have any i mean like of course we don't know but i'm just interested in your personal um, feeling and experience how do you think this will um, affect our level of intimacy between each other after um, I'm not sure if there's going to be like a clean after the crisis, but uh, yeah. after the Corona, but how will it affect our relationships, our intimacy with oneself and one another in any um, spectrum? What's um, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of different reactions that can happen. There's of course people going to come out um, who will not really be affected by that at all. I, I know people 
where the corona doesn't really have a big impact on the life because their life, their work just goes on as normal. Um, but there's also a lot of people who feel really lonely right now, who feel really horny right now, and who are really looking forward to <laughs> those people posting like, where's the, um, <clears throat> where's the uh, orgies after this corona thing, like after this pandemic happening. Um, so there's a lot of people who are really like hungry for intimacy and for sex positivity right now. And I think those are the people who will storm the festival. Um, after this thing is over but what i also think is that a lot of people will come out of that <clears throat> feeling rather traumatized and afraid to go into contact with each other because what has happened is we go out in the street and we're afraid of others they might be infectious so there's a lot of anxiety in the air so i think it will be both there will be those people who are like yes i want this more than ever and there will be people and um, traumatized from this experience yeah mm. yes um just to just to mention briefly like the connection was lost but i think yeah. the audience and i i at least got all the points there's two different variations just to sum it up so this fear of intimacy on a street which is created through the fear that somebody's infected or what will happen yeah. and i i, I uh, thank you for sharing in, uh, this with, the, with us and with me and i also sense that this work of of bringing people together to remind of the intimacy is going to be even more important than afterwards because i also sense that it's going to be like a quite um longer journey to 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 close the gap again so yeah. that's why your work is so beautiful, important, and I just um, want to support you and appreciate here <laughs> one more time because I honestly believe like artists, but people also like you who are creating the spaces uh, where we can uncover who we are. It's just incredibly powerful and beautiful. So I'm just looking forward to the next festival and the new magic that will appear. Um, my dear, my dear beloved one, I would love to um, ask you a final question. And it's a bit of a, a deaf reflections, kind of an interesting topic, um, not only in this times so in general in life. It's kind of um, um, a beautiful way of getting to know each other. And I really like to ask this question because it brings me a bit to the core of who, who is in front of me, this beautiful soul and color. So if you would die next week or next day and you would know that you would die, what would you regret not sharing with your beloved brothers or sisters? So what would be one message that you would like to leave behind? And I would like to extend the question a bit more uh, to, to get mo more of the juiciness here. Imagine that the last word that you're leaving is going to be kind of the new Bible or the New Testament or the, the, the only message that you can leave behind for humanity in wherever they want to go. What is really that you would like to leave um, for us behind? <clears throat> I'd say that death is the greatest gift we can get because it of life. And now, unfortunately, the connection was here. <laughs> but it was so dramatic. <laughs> death is the biggest gift we can get. Pause of life <laughs> yeah 
that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the greatest gift. That's, um, yeah. I encountered death a couple of times in my journey, and it was always this beautiful reminder and this beautiful gift. And once you surrender to it, it just life becomes so so clear. Um, and yeah, so you start to see how what what life is, what it could be. And so I think it's the greatest gift we have. Yeah. Beautiful sister, thank you so much for um, sharing your time, your wisdom with all of us. Uh, thank you for the work you're doing. It was a pleasure having you here and to diving a bit more into who you are and what you're creating. And I hope whoever is listening um, is inspired to look into their intimacy, loneliness, also sexuality, such a juicy topic and so many treasures there. And if you want to connect to this wonderful woman, you can always, uh, you will find um, the, the links, uh, what's, what, what she's doing um, in the notes of the show. And yes, I just deeply thank you, Jana, for your time. Uh, thank you, everyone who is bearing with us from the internet connection and Zoom connection. Also you, Jana, like I still think it was amazing. So yeah, all the best. Thank you so much. And we tune in soon with each other.